The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Will Brinson and Katie Mox here, and we are back with our All 32 series, the series where we catch up with every insider to give you the need-to-know information on each NFL team. And today, we are talking Philadelphia Eagles with NFL writer for CBSSports.com and writer for 24-7 Sports covering the Eagle, Jeff Kerr. Jeff, uh, thanks for joining us today, and is that the link behind you? It is the link, Katie, of course. I mean, I wish uh, we, we could see the black end zone, uh, you know, because the blackout is <laughs> one of the coolest things the Eagles do. But you know what? I, I, I'll take that perfect seat in the 200 level right now. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. You know, uh, look, I'm, I'm thrilled to be talking about the Eagles. We don't talk about them enough on this podcast. Haven't for the past like five years. Um, yeah, that's our only request. The next producer needs to <laughs> I think I did say a bad word. Uh, root for another football team is what I was going to say. Um, you have to bleep that one out, fortunately. <laughs> wow. That's the first time that's ever happened to me, and I'm turning bright red. Anyway, Jeff, what's up, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Hey, no, Will, I, I'm actually impressed that you managed to get Eagles and F before because a lot of people have been saying that about that franchise over the past year. Yeah, you know, it's actually interesting. Like, it took the Eagles for me to actually, like, say a cuss word on a podcast. I think Ryan Wilson has dropped several cuss words uh, before I've ever done it, like, accidentally on the podcast. But so, Billy, make sure you can bleep that out. Um, I'm saying this out loud now. That way it can't slip onto the podcast. Uh, or else Katie's like, oh my God, how unprofessional of you, Brinson. Um, oh, please. I said a swear word once on a radio show and I actually had to end the radio show like immediately and kick me off. So it's, it happens. Did you really? Which, which, which swear word, which swear word was it? Yes. Um, I said that the, the 49ers had played like shit, and then I was like, excuse my language. Okay. We're going to have to bleep all of this out. But I was like, excuse my language. And then they're like, yep, yeah, go, we gotta go, we gotta go. And I thought maybe the time was just up. And then the producer was like, yeah, can't say that we had to use the drop, dump, the dump button guys. Uh, anyway, the yeah. Eagles, 
Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we love the Eagles. I actually picked the Eagles yeah. to go to the Super Bowl last year. Part of that reason was that Jalen Hurts, I, I said, would take a. Uh, yeah, have you ever heard that part before, right? Um, the uh, I said that the Jalen Hurts would take a step forward as a passer. I did not, in any shape or form, Jeff, uh, believe that he could take the step that he, the leap forward that he took. And I don't think that even Jalen Hurts saw it coming. I don't know if the Eagles, the organization, saw it coming. I definitely don't think any Eagles fans saw it coming. And they were questioning whether Hurts was the guy or whether they're going to use a, one of the two draft picks they had in the first round this year on a quarterback instead. And now they've got a guy locked into a big contract. Um, do you think that progress is sustainable and or is there a chance we see some regression, even if it's not like Jalen Hurts gets worse regression, but maybe more like Jalen Hurts regresses to the mean just from like a touchdown perspective? Even remember Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know, when I say people, you say regression, people freak out. Patrick Mahomes regressed from 50 touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards, right? Jalen Hurts can regress without getting worse. What, what do you envision in 2023? Well, the year he had in 2022 was – Incredible. I mean, I what was his over under going in the year? Will was it like 22 and a half touchdown passes or something like that? It's probably like 2,900 passing yards. I mean, like it, it, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been as high as it was. I mean, look, he had the second most rushing touchdowns in NFL history behind only Cam Newton as a, as a rookie. Yeah, it's insane. Basically, and you knew from pretty much he had his him moment in week two against the Minnesota Vikings when he threw that 50 yard touchdown pass to Quez Watkins and Basically, all the fans saw what we were seeing in training camp. Like, Jalen Hurts was just throwing dime after dime after dime to A.J. Brown and uh, Devonta Smith. And we're sitting there like, oh, crap, this team's going to be good, like really good. And, you know, we were just shocked over the whole thing because I I thought Jalen Hurts was going to take a step in 2022. I thought he was going to prove he was going to be the Eagles quarterback. I didn't think he was going to take the step he did. And if he did, you knew this team was going to be really good. Well, he ended up doing that. And. You know, look at the numbers up here. 13 rush touchdowns. He has the most rushing touchdowns for any quarterback in the season when you count the postseason. He's the only guy to throw for 300 yards, run for 70 yards, and run for three touchdowns in a game. And he did in the Super Bowl of all of all games. The Super Bowl. That's how good he was last year. So you got to kind of expect a little bit of a drop off. But this team is so good. I don't think it's going to matter. Jeff, you talk about a little bit of a drop-off, and yeah, like you said, 13 rushing touchdowns was absolutely insane. His prop this year, that over-under 11.5 for the rushing touchdowns, with the under actually juiced, no Shane Steichen around, do you um, foresee some regression in terms of rushing touchdowns from Jalen Hurts? And second part of that question, I'm sure you saw Pete Prisco has him at 31, so I want to know how you feel about that. I'll tell you what. I, I think the Eagles are going to miss Shane Steichen. I, I really do. And this comes from hearing what Jalen Hurts has had to say about him. I talk to Justin Herbert pretty much once a year, sometimes twice a year, and he always asks me how Shane Steichen's doing. He hasn't had Shane Steichen as his offense coordinator in three wow. years. So you could tell the impact Shane Steichen had on two quarterbacks, two of the top five quarterbacks in the game, and now he's getting Anthony Richardson. So go Anthony Richardson, go Colts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm just looking at Brian Johnson is Jalen Hurts' guy. He's been with Jalen Hurts pretty much his whole life. He knows his dad, knows knows the family really well. I think I just don't know how Brian Johnson is a, as a play caller. I think there's going to be some wrinkles in there. 
But they are going to miss Shane Steichen a bit because Shane Steichen was a really good play caller for them, and he just seemed to get the most out of the quarterbacks and developing quarterbacks. And if Hurts can take that next step under Johnson, great. But I think that might be why we might get a little bit of regression out of Jalen this year. Yeah. But it's like you said, for instance, like Patrick Mahomes, you know, he goes from 50 to 37 touchdowns. I haven't prepared That's regression. But it doesn't yeah. mean – like he may, he probably played quarterback better at various points in 2020 than he did in, in 2019 – or excuse me, 20. 2019, they did in 2018, but like the numbers just weren't going to all like add up because touchdown percentage is just something that regresses and moves around and is sometimes lucky or fluky. You know, you get a instead of a passing touchdown, you get a, a pass interference right in the end zone, and then you get a one yard rushing a rushing touchdown for Miles Sanders or you know or, or Boston Scott or or Kenneth Gainwell or something. Yeah, exactly. And here's another thing. So when you're looking at, I, I think the numbers are low enough where they could go up, but. Maybe Jalen throws more interceptions. I think he only had six interceptions last year. Maybe he throws nine or ten. Like, I don't think Josh Allen regressed because he led the league in their interceptions last year. He was still Josh Allen. He was still really good. Exactly. Um, all right, other side of the ball. Also saw a departure. Oh, no, actually, you know, before we get to that, let me talk about the, run, the running backs. Because Eagles fans, I feel like, and really everybody, is like, there's like, they traded for DeAndre Swift. It's like, Howie Roseman is a genius. Oh, that's it. We've won the Super Bowl. We have it's over. Give us the rings. Give us the Lombardi. It's like, it's DeAndre Swift, guys. He's good. He's a friggin' running back. That's the right F word I meant to use the Eagles. And, um, and, uh, and, and look, like he was, I don't know, Detroit, what, you know, it's, like, it's not like they were, you know, like, I don't know. It's, he's a running back. He's a good running back. I think he's really talented. I don't think he changes the entire complexity of, of what the Eagles are going to do on offense. Um, do, and I do think too, there's been a lot of rumblings and like just sort of chatter about the Eagles running back depth chart because like Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell are beloved by the coaching staff. You can't see them going anywhere. Then you got DeAndre Swift and you got Rashad Penny. I mean, I guess Trey Sermon could be the odd man out here. RIP. How many ever thousands of dollars he cost me in, in an underdog best ball. Uh, but, but like, I, I guess I sort of wonder, well, how do you see this running back depth chart shaking out? Is there a chance that one of these guys is a surprise cut? And if they all make it, how do we see the touches sort of get distributed? Um, wh- you know, what did you see in, in OTAs that, that, you know, religious believe how they would operate? Well, I didn't see much of Rashad Penny, if at all, yeah. in, in OTAs. And I, I know that, that that's the chatter, right? You know, is Rashad Penny healthy? Yes, he is healthy. But what I'm concerned about is how is he going to last in training camp? Because if he lasts in training camp, I think he makes the team regardless. And I, I actually love Rashad Penny in this offense, right behind this offensive line. I mean, the guy's averaged 6.1 yards per carry the last two years when he's healthy. So you put them, you put him behind Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson. Okay, you know, game on. Uh, to me, DeAndre Swift, probably the Eagles' best pass-catching running back since they had mm-hmm. Shady McCoy, and that was 2014. So I think that's where – he falls in the picture. Now, we were asking Nick about the running backs. I, the second open OTA practice, and he just pulls out Trey Sermon out of the hat. Like, oh, I think, you know, you guys really underestimate Trey Sermon. And we're like, okay, so do you like Trey Sermon a lot more than everybody else likes Trey Sermon? <laughs> except I, me. Yeah, yeah, except for me. <laughs> exactly. So I'm looking at it as, is there a possibility all five of these running backs can make this team? It's I wouldn't put it past the Eagles to do some weird – roster juggling there i i mean I, again they they, they, ha- they do have holes on this team at linebacker and at safety and we'll, we'll get to that but 
someone's going to be the odd man out here. And look, Boston Scott doesn't really have a lot of guaranteed money on that deal. That's a one-year deal. Kenny Gainwell, he's going his third year. I mean, I think Kenny Gainwell makes this team just based off his postseason last year. So maybe Trey Sermon and Boston Scott's the battle we're looking at it for Shot Penny makes this team. Boston Scott is the Giants killer, right? I mean, I think they're going to need him uh, in division because he gets all of those touchdowns. But when you look at some of these uh, season rushing yards, got DeAndre Swift, his over under 500 and a half yards for the season. Rashad Penny higher than that, 625 and a half. And maybe that's because you said that uh, Swift is more of the pass catching running back there. But who do you think is going to be the top dog? And when you look at these season totals, uh, do you see DeAndre Swift going over 500 and a half or Rashad Penny go, going over 625? 25 and a half. I could see Rashad Penny going over 625 just because I, I think he's going to be the guy who ends up getting that 15, 20 uh, touches per game if he's healthy. Now, again, this, this all depends on Rashad Penny himself because when he's healthy, he will probably get this team 800, 900 yards, maybe even a thousand and probably 130, 150 carries. So, yeah, I would go Rashad Penny at the over on that. If we were doing like, you know, yards from scrimmage uh, with 500 with DeAndre Swift, bet the over but running the ball I think it's going to be more Rashad Penny um you know Kenny Gainwell's going to be a third down guy and again if Boston Scott or Trace Herman makes this team I, I think they're going to get their carries all right let's take a break when we come back I will ask the question that I thought about asking you yeah. on the defense next <laughs> Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Even my teasers stink today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... I joked about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl by getting DeAndre Swift. They actually almost did win the Super Bowl, but a lot of people put some blame on Jonathan Gannon, the former defensive coordinator. A, a lot of people. I think the whole city of Philadelphia is hoping he never shows his face again. Really? So it's like that much vitriol in, in terms of well, Gannon? So they never liked Gannon to begin with. They all, <laughs> Philly fans' thing was, even though Jonathan Gannon had like a top three defense last year, well, what happens when he plays an elite quarterback? Well, you know, and, of course, elite quarterbacks end up putting up big numbers against any defense. It doesn't matter. And, right. of course, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, not like Mahomes, but up elite numbers, but he was 13 and 14 in the second half of the Super Bowl. So, I, I mean, pick your poison there. But, yeah, um, basically, Eagles fans did not want Jonathan Gann riding home on the play with them, and he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Uh, and he was also probably spending his entire uh, week before the Super Bowl preparing for the Arizona Cardinals job, allegedly, if you read Mike Florio. Um, anyway, what should we expect with uh, Sean Desai? Is it Sean Desai? Is Desai? Is that right? I'm yep, Sean Desai. Sean Desai. What should we expect from his defense 
uh, in terms of scheme and how he's going to set it up will be similar to what Gannon did. Uh, what was it? What was the thing Gannon got like in the fight with the media for? He's like, they're like, you never blitz. Or like, or like, he's like, oh, he's like, I blitz all the time. The, like the, the metrics show that I blitz like 99% of the time. It was like, what? That's not true. No, he, John again never blitzed. And, you know, I know that's not a thing. Like he, they pressured, they, they, but he's right. They, they didn't blitz and the Eagles fans wanted him to blitz. And we asked him about that and he just kind of went on a spiel, which is funny because John again, and he did get along with the media very well there. I will say that like after the NFC championship game, when the players go in the locker room, it's so random. I, I'm standing next to a couple of the guys on the Eagles beat, and Gannon's like wanting to give us fist pumps and wanting to give us high fives. I'm like, what, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, I've never seen a coach do that, but that that's just how Jonathan Gannon was. He was an awkward guy, very smart. I will say that, but I don't know if he's going to be a good head coach in this league. I, I think he's a little in over his head, but I, I mean, Sean Desai, I think it's going to look a lot like Gannon, but I think you're going to see a couple twists, a couple wrinkles there. Maybe we'll see three safeties in there. I think that's where Sidney Brown comes into the equation. Um, I, I do know Sean Desai is probably going to, I'm not going to say he's going to blitz more, but he's definitely going to bring more pressure. I think, I think he's going to be sending more guys than what John began. John began basically said, I'm going to rush four and that's it. I, I think Sean Desai is going to use like a couple of, you know, maybe put a Sam Reddick and kind of like that, that joker position, same, same with Nolan Smith. That's why you got him. So I, I think we are going to see a little bit more, maybe more five-man rushes, but I, I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. All right, Jeff, how do we think that the Eagles are going to do this year? Their win total set to 11 and a half. That underjuice to minus 130. Looking at total wins in division, that line four and a half with the underjuice to 220. The NFC East, one of the uh, toughest divisions in the league right now. Do they get 12 wins? Do they get five wins in the division? I think the Eagles do get uh, – I think they will go over 11 and a half just because the NFC is terrible. I, I, I don't want to hear about – oh, <laughs> okay, the Eagles fair. have this t- – I, I don't want to hear the Eagles have this tough schedule. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't. Like, I, I think they're better than – nothing against the Giants. I think they're a better team. But overall, I think they overachieved last year at 9-6-1, and, and the Eagles seem to beat them anyway. So I think they take oh, – I'm sorry, 9 7 Sorry, I, I forget we we play seventeen games now. That's so. annoying. So, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. remains annoying. So annoying. Yeah, and so I honestly I think there's only two teams that can really beat the Eagles in the NFC, and that's the Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers. So hell yeah, yeah. Everybody else, I'm I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah. It, it, it's a tough schedule going into the year, but what's it going to look like after everybody kind of plays each other, right? I I, I think. Their toughest stretch of the year is obviously that Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, uh, Seattle, Dallas stretch there. They can go three and two during that stretch. They're winning 11 games easily, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I tend to agree with you that maybe the, the schedule is being a little bit overblown. But, like, you did – I mean, as you point out, it's like last year, it's like, well, what is he, he going to do when they face a good quarterback? And, you know, you start to look at it. I mean, like, at Kansas City, Buffalo – San Francisco. I mean, they got those are like three of the four. If you, if you throw the Eagles in there, um, yeah, those are those are several of the the best teams uh, in the NFL. Looking at other props, Jeff, does does anything stand out to you in particular? Um, yeah, AJ Brown over receiving yards, over under receiving yards, eleven hundred and a half. And how do you think that the combination of and and actually Devontae Smith and AJ Brown have the exact same over under for receiving yards, which is really fascinating because. You know, uh, Devontae's headed into his third year. 
incredible second year you know for a guy who was an incredible college player like no surprise that he's really good um good job howie finally figuring out the wide receiver spot and aj brown you know connection with with Jalen Hurts, immediate. I sort of wonder, how do you think the the target share will sort of shake out, and uh, would you go over or under those two identical numbers for AJ Brown and, and Devontae Smith? I think I would take the over on what Devonta Smith is, like since they have the same numbers. So Devonta Smith was top ten amongst wide receivers in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. Oh no, he was thirteenth in receiving touchdowns. I'm sorry, but he didn't have a catch the first game of the season. No catches, no yards. And that was the big topic after the first game. Oh, you know, Devonta Smith might be frustrated or Jalen Hurts ain't getting the ball to Devonta Smith. I'm like, Devonta Smith's really good. He's going to get the ball at some point. And it ended up being week three at the big game against Washington. So I would do over-unders on Devonta Smith yards, Devonta Smith reception, Devonta Smith touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Over 1,000 yards. Yeah, I, I think he gets that. It's Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's 1,000.5. So And A.J. Brown is 1,100.5. That's, uh, that's on me. For not being able to talk or read today, so uh, I will tell. I like. I can't do anything well today. Although I will say that I did make a really delicious uh, Mexican quinoa casserole. Ooh. So I got that going for me. Can cook. Can't talk or read. Apologies to all involved. Hey, as long as you can cook, it's all that matters. That's right. I can eat. I can eat. Honestly, people should start yelling at you to get back in the kitchen then, instead of yelling that at me because you obviously do a lot better in there. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to get back in the kitchen. And if you could even yell, make me, make me a sandwich, Brinson, I'd be like, I'd love to. I love making sandwiches. What's Dallas Goddard's over-under for receiving yards, by the way? Uh, I oh. will tell you in – you know, it's hard to it's hard to control F when uh, when you've got the Dallas Cowboys that you got to deal with as well. Um, I don't – let's see. I don't actually see it on Caesars. You know, Caesars does the thing where it's got to reload like a, a bunch of a bunch. Of, oh, I got it right here. Yeah, so it's not it. organized necessarily by name. Uh, six hundred seventy-five and a half receiving yards. Oh man, I might want to take the over on that one, mm. just because if, if he had that freak um, injury last year against Washington that got him out a couple weeks there, uh, that that was the whole controversy with the fumble on Monday Night Football. If but if Dallas Goddard's healthy, I think he gets eight hundred yards. I mean, he is one of the better tight ends in football, but. Every time we think tight end, we think Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, you know, that you name it, and or George Kittle, and you know, Dallas Goddard's kind of like the fourth, fifth best guy, but he's really good. And, t- and talking about the draft, I'm curious what you think about this. Obviously, the Eagles had a great draft. A lot of Georgia Bulldogs on there. Jalen Carter is the favorite to be the defensive rookie of the year at plus 500. Good bet. Yeah, I think it's a good bet. <laughs> I mean, and if he can come in there and make that instant impact, and I'm talking about, you know, you got guys like Hassan Reddick, Josh Webb, Brandon Graham on this defense. They had 10 sacks last year. Uh, Javon Hargrave isn't here anymore, and he's in San Francisco. By the way, Katie, that is the signing of the offseason to me. Javon Hargrave. Uh, it's it's going to free up Bosa. He's going to be a he's going to be a Free up Bosa. <laughs> yeah, he's going to free up the defensive player of the year. But Nick Bosa might get 25 sacks this year. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. But, um, yes. But yeah, I will. I, I will say, I will say this though. I think Carter starts Week One. I think it's going to be him. I think it's going to be Fletcher Cox. Jordan Davis ro- rotates in there. They're all three are going to rotate. But I think Carter can be an absolute wrecking ball just based on what Sean Desai does. And if Jalen Carter can get over eight and a half sacks this year, I, I think that's a good bet. Plus five hundred. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting class for the defense too. Like Will Anderson, you know, like he's. I mean. A really good player, but like we don't know how his like sack total is going to be. And Carter, 
it, I mean, what a steal, you know, uh, load up on, look, load up, draft Georgia players. Uh, it's not, it's not complicated. They're all really good. And, uh, and Howie Roseman obviously loves them dogs. All right, Jeff, that'll do it for uh, the Eagles pod. As yes, always. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thanks for, uh, oh, thanks for joining thank us. You. And, um, and thanks for enduring our cuss words. <laughs> you know what, Will? I, actually, that's probably the best part. We shouldn't censor that because I, I think Philadelphia would thoroughly enjoy they Will would, Wilson just saying, just saying that. Philadelphia would love that. I, I just want it on the record that I have requested a censor. So if there's not a censor, I'm not taking the L for that. That's either you, Jeff, or Billy. It's, some, it's, a, it's an Eagles fan who's in, in trouble if, uh, if, they, if there's no censor on me or Katie. All right. <laughs> that'll that'll right. do it for Thank us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jeff, we appreciate great, it. Stay tuned for more from our All 32 Daily Drops in your podcast feed and on YouTube. And uh, make sure you join us next time, Jeff. Thank you so much. F-bombs and all. We appreciate your times. And Brent and I love talking to Eagles. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks, Kate. Oh, by the way, the 49ers would not have been the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Oh, my Lord. Get us out of here. <laughs> I had to say it. <laughs> Hey, you, we won't know. We won't know. We'll, we'll see you week 13. We'll see you work week 13. It'll be a good game. I'll say that. I hope so. Better than the last one. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!